0: People on Twitter, have specifically asked us not to use the word panties.
1: That's two people.
0: Two people have asked us on Twitter not to use the word panties. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I asked Twitter. I was like, "Panties or other words? Are you grossed out?" Okay,
0: now come on. Hmm. Don't soli- We're not soliciting advice anymore from you people. I am. I'm very open to
1: soliciting whatever it is that you want, so I can give it to you, so we get famous.
0: I remember uh, watching Newlyweds, Nick and Jessica, and is it the chicken at at one of the year is it chicken, and uh, they were enjoying some delicious Tex-Mex and she was like I don't even know what words bother me and Nick was like I don't really like the word panties and she was like like the word or like me wearing them And he, like, very sternly said the word. (laughs) like He was, like, disgusted by the idea of her not wearing panties. He was
1: already over their marriage at that point. (laughs) He was was the slow decline. He was like, what is this (laughs)
0: ham-fisted attempt at flirtation with your husband over queso?
1: He's like, this is not what I signed up for.
0: Keep him on!
1: (laughs) I hate you, you
0: (laughs) mannequin. I think Jessica Simpson has a lot of personality. As much as Kim Cattrall coming
1: to life in a 1980s movie.
0: Yeah, in the movie Mannequin, Kim Cattrall had a lot of personality as the
1: mannequin. Definitely. She lit up that guy's life. Andrew McCarthy? Yeah. Ripe for having his life lit up.
0: I like to think we're all ripe for having our lives lit up.
1: That's true. That's nice. Thank you.
0: I don't know if any words skeeve me out. Moist? I do okay with moist. Like, I don't want someone being, like, trying to, like, get me into something by saying moist. What
1: do you mean, get you into something? <laughs> you know what I mean. No, I don't. That's why I'm asking. Like, I think if
0: someone was like, oh, are you so moist right now? I'd be like, Ugh. not
1: anymore. <laughs> literally stop that in its <laughs> Yeah.
0: I was, but now not <laughs> so
1: much. Sarah, thank you. <laughs>
0: You know, someone was like, oh, this muffin's really moist. <laughs> like, That's a weird way to describe it. But I think you're right. But like, what word would you use besides moist?
1: For slightly a muffin. wet. This muffin is slightly <laughs> for, for, Are we wet. talking about a muffin or yeah, a Yeah, like vulva? a muffin.
0: Like a muffin.
1: Just say it's like dense. That's not the same. This is being moist. Yeah, it's not the same. You can have something being dry and dense. That's true. Like those scones. That's weird. Because scones should be flaky and like light and buttery. They should taste like how butter feels.
0: No, I want to know what you could how you would
1: describe a muffin if it wasn't moist. Delicioso. No, but like you want to describe the texture. Uh, yeah, I would say like this is how muffins are supposed to taste. It's like light. It's fluffy. It's succulent is a word I would succulent. use. Succulent. That's actually not bad.
0: That's yeah. pretty good. That's a good s- solution. Yeah, and it's got a nice. On it. Ooh, this muffin's so succulent. Yeah. It's like a spit roasted pig. <laughs> the grease of this muffin. This muffin's just dripping grease.
1: <laughs> or this succulent know. muffin. It's really hitting succulent. the spot. I don't. Like a jade plant in, in an in <laughs> this muffin, terrarium. This muffin that's slightly wet, but it's
0: dispersed evenly throughout the pastry. <laughs> like, I think moist serves to. Like, I would be more willing to give up panties than moist. Okay. Gauntlet thrown. Damp. <laughs> humid. This muffin is humid.
1: But humid in a way that I like, like a New Orleans evening rather than like a fucking
0: Houston day. <laughs> this, this muffin is humid like a New Orleans evening instead of like a Houston day. day. That is the exact phrase we have to use instead of moist. Yep.
1: <laughs> it's a lot more words, but it's more descriptive. Gets you exactly where you need to go. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Tm. T- tm
0: uh real quick i want a tm humid like an evening in new orleans not like
1: a houston day it's ours now no one can use TM, it tm 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 forever and you know cease and desist ever using that in lieu of moist hashtag cocky gate is stupid
0: hashtag cocky gate whatever let's do this podcast <laughs> okay <sighs> uh, moist panties <laughs>
1: I hate you so much. <laughs> Hi, I'm Isabel. I'm Morgan. And this is Romance a
0: podcast about romance novels, bodice busters, bad prom dresses,
1: suffragettes, missed nickname opportunities, sex standing up,
0: a leather glove on one hand, newspapers, vaguely ethnic
1: people, closed spaces. <laughs> Uh, But mostly the first thing. Romance novels. (laughs) This week on Romance, we're talking about The Suffragette Scandal by Courtney Milan, a book that our Twitter followers told us to read. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, all eight of you who participated in that sweet, sweet poll.
0: Y'all are great. And on the off chance that one of you asked me not to say the P-A-N-T-I-E-S word or the M-O-I-S-T word ever again... I will refrain because those
1: eight voters were great. They were because this book is fucking delighting. I loved every minute of this book. Mm Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't a page that I was disappointed by. Yeah. So Twitter told us to do this. Who's going to do the synopsis? Me. All right. We're the
0: last synopsis so I Take get to it do away. This okay.
1: <clears throat> the Suffragette Scandal
0: mm-hmm. is about a woman, a suffragette, mm-hmm. who runs her own suffragette newspaper mm-hmm. and she gets pulled into this plot By a handsome stranger in order to protect her one male writer who writes a humorous advice column. His name is Stephen Shaughnessy. So she wants to save Stephen from getting in trouble. And then lo and behold, this mysterious stranger and her have quite a bit of chemistry. And it turns out he is the brother of the man who's been plotting against her. He has faked his own death in order to escape his money gentry family obligations and because he doesn't really like his family. And no wonder, because the reason his brother is plotting against Stephen Shaughnessy is because he's really trying to get at our heroine, Frederica, because she rejected him sexually. She did
1: not agree to become his mistress. She did not. No.
0: And uh, anyways,
1: they fall in love and they get married. Yeah. Although that marriage plot is real good. So this came out in 2014. Uh-huh. And it feels delightingly modern, but also not like anachronistic in any way, which I loved.
0: Do you know what's not delightfully modern? No. What? The dress on the cover of this novel. And I've got mad beef with Let's these talk about it. two Oof, types okay. of modern romance cover. Okay. We have the woman in a David's bridal prom dress looking over her shoulder,
1: always over her shoulder. Or we
0: have Abs McGee, headless Abs McGee. I kind of
1: love headless Abs McGee.
0: I don't like headless Abs McGee. I think they should have faces.
1: I like just it's like washboard. It's like I could play spoons. I'm not like, mad. I'm not mad, but I'd like to see a face. I don't. I would like but to but know what they're doing. Be. I don't even like. Do you really want to know what they're doing? What could they be doing? You know what they're doing. I'm just saying I miss the heyday of romance novel covers. I mean, this is no Johanna Lindsay, like you know Johanna this...
0: Lindsay full-on pantsless dude. Mm. Not uh. just the abs, side butt. So much side butt. Side butt, and then like historically mm. accurate to a degree. At least it's trying dresses. Yeah, the the dresses are very modern. And the hair is all messy. Yeah. On those covers, yeah. whereas like now we just see like a lot of sausage
1: curls. Yeah. Or like something was in a ch- chignon. French chignon. And then it's like tumbled free and it's like. But that's it doesn't even dumb. look tumbled free. It just looks like it's hanging there. It looks like those things that you do. You, do you remember super cuts? Did you ever go to a super? Cuts now. okay well or cost cutters they had these books and they'd be like ooh you know what could you get your hair done like if you were gonna do it fancy for like prom or the oh, eighth grade oh yeah dance? yeah yeah and like it feels like all their hair is like that and I'm like yeah that's like weirdly modern in a way that I don't find sexy
0: I find like none of these covers to be sexy
1: I agree whereas, uh, like- which is just too bad because this book was like fucking tearing up the floor
0: yeah the book I'm sorry. This hero deserves better.
1: What? What are you saying?
0: I'm saying Edward deserves a handsome dude on the cover. Oh, yeah. He deserves a better. Face involved. Yeah, he
1: deserves a better cover. Edward, okay. Like, we're, listeners, we're about to, we're about to reveal some really good- I'm in <laughs> love with him. <laughs> Morgan fell in love with her first romance hero, which is a big deal. As many of you will remember your first Um Morgan sent me this beautiful text. It was like, I love Edward.
0: I think I just said Edward's the best one.
1: Mm,
0: What did I say? I don't remember. Anyway, I just post post a screenshot of it. Yeah. Our Twitter at Pod.
1: And it was so nice to watch, you know, Morgan blossom into her first full fiction crush. (laughs) And, you know, the problem for me is that, like, I have loved many a fiction hero. And I maybe agree with Morgan that Edward is the best one. (laughs) <laughs> he's so good and he's like his trauma is so good and his like reasoning is so good and his like I just love him his uh his trauma is very
0: good I had a lot of I, I feel like hero's trauma is mm-hmm. so like like
1: either baroque or meaningless garbage yeah Totally. but his is real and it's fascinating it has many layers and he has to overcome it to be with our heroine which is just like everything that you want yeah it's so fucking good and
0: he's also he sounds handsome oh he
1: sounds so handsome
0: he's aloof
1: but like also hilarious he has this like self-deprecating humor where he's like don't trust me i'm a scoundrel let me show you how i lie 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 and she's like he does do that i don't trust you he does do
0: that shitty thing where he's like i'm a bad person check out all these bad person things i did like i forged paperwork (laughs) <laughs> in order to survive in a war zone, it's like that's not actually a bad person thing to do. Yeah, it's like a pretty rational person yeah. thing to do. He's like, yeah, I got mad at you because you wanted to torture that guy. But really you don't I was tortured. What torture
1: is? I loved that scene. I yeah. thought that scene was so good and especially like with everything that's happening now with the new CIA director, that scene felt so prescient and so timely. And for a book that came out in 2014, Oscar winner that year? Do you have a guess? 2014. I bet I do have a guess. Okay. 2014, the year I graduated
0: college. Um, was it Les or Miser- No, the King's Speech.
1: 12 years of slave. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 so torture and that scene where okay so set the scene a little bit for us Morgan if you would why does our heroine Free Marshall Frederica Marshall ask her new scoundrel who's out helping her for strange slash bad person reasons to torture a human being
0: uh, because someone had uh, broken into her offices to light a fire to light a fire and she wanted to prove that it was the man she knew it was and all she needed was a confession from this guy and he was like I have no idea who sent me it was like a guy who knew a guy I don't know anything and she was like maybe if you just uh, pushed him a little
1: harder if, if you, you know what I mean encouraged him and uh, and I love that scene because he says I don't know what you mean be specific be like, particular he's no, like I don't know what you mean yeah What? what those yes. which is something I've said me.
0: in my arguments
1: I know and I love that because then you have to have someone totally spell it out and then suddenly she's uncomfortable and she can't look at him and she's like I just, I just encourage him in your scoundrel ways he's like how mm-hmm. though like yeah specifically yeah I love that I love that so much yeah I loved him so much I I love him so much why do you love him so much should we talk about the Michael Jackson glove that's not why I love him so much.
0: Although I do love how she introduced that idea. Like, they kind of always mentioned that he was wearing his gloves. Mm -hmm. But you didn't really get a reason. And then one night, they both have to stay the night in the printing press. Mm -hmm. And she's sleeping in her office. And she looks out into the offices. And he had his glove off of his hand. And she can see him in the moonlight looking at his hand. And then when she makes a sound, he, like, subtly puts back on his glove. And then I was like... (gasps) What's going on? Mm-hmm. Why is he sleeping in his gloves? Mm-hmm. Um but I also
1: like that he wasn't like weird about showing her when she asked what was going on. Yeah. I love how responsive he is to her in, like, every way. And, like, he'll challenge her, which is so great, but he'll also, like, in that moment when she's like, why don't you – because they have sex, and he still hasn't taken off his glove. And she's yeah. like, why do you wear this all the time? And he just immediately takes it off, and you find out that he's missing half of two of his digits.
0: Why didn't Genevieve and Amanda get a, a sex scene?
1: First of all, who are Genevieve and Amanda?
0: Um, I don't know. Like, Amanda, like, works with mm-hmm. Free in the press, and Genevieve is, like – the secretary of someone who works with the press. And there are two women. Mm-hmm. And they fall in love over the course of the book. But if you spend all this time building this relationship and we know that they are not the center of the next book, like, why didn't they get a sex scene in this book?
1: Well, where would
0: they have had it? First
1: of all, they live in separate places.
0: I don't know. It's a romance novel. Yeah, but I think that's. Where like, does anyone have sex ever?
1: Against walls.
0: Yeah. In gardens.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. In, gardens. in offices. Yeah. In stolen moments. Everywhere. But like that stolen moment between the two of them when Genevieve, she has her hand on Amanda's knee and then slides it up her thigh and like Amanda's like if we had gone to school together she would know what this meant but since she doesn't and she like didn't go to school with us she doesn't know I can't read this like she the way didn't go that to she, my all-girls school right so she doesn't know the secret language of hands
0: yeah but like why do you think they didn't get a sex scene
1: I think because we had all of that delicious lead up like I'm not sure that like Courtney Milan won't return to them I think they'd be great, but I like also, you usually don't get sex scenes with non primary characters. Secondary characters rarely get a sex scene that isn't a fade to black. They didn't even get a fade to black. They do have that amazing moment though, where they're like holding each other's hands. They were so chaste and so. I mean, like, I'm not saying they
0: were bad and I didn't enjoy them. I really enjoyed them. Mm -hmm. I just wish they could have gotten a sex scene.
1: I think there'll maybe be a novella about them if there isn't already.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I was bombed.
1: I hear that. I was excited that they acknowledged it. I thought we might go the whole book without a true acknowledgement. Yeah. Which would have been too bad. But
0: Amanda's married though, isn't she?
1: No, neither of them are married. No,
0: that's right. They're Mm -hmm. both confirmed bachelorettes. Right. And I do love that Amanda was like, in my all-girls school, we would have... Yeah, you would have fucking known what that meant.
1: We would have secret-languaged of hands by now. Yeah, (laughs) like you would have taken my hand and kissed it on the inside, and then we would have absconded to my dorm yeah yeah and it was great and I also love the idea that like Amanda had like a central relationship at school so like she felt in that way like was really hesitant to put anything on Genevieve yeah because like they couldn't talk openly and like I thought that was really that felt really real
0: yeah, it was really uh, lovely. I think Courtney Milan, the lead up was so
1: uh, wonderful that mm-hmm. I thought the
0: sex scene itself wouldn't be that good. Mm-hmm. But the sex scene itself was very good. Really? I
1: Between I Edward they're... and Free? Yeah. Yeah, their sex scene was okay. Their, I thought their the lead up was so good. Yeah.
0: I thought it was one of the best descriptions of oral lovemaking. Sure. That I've read in a romance novel. It was really good. Or any book. <laughs> Just lasts so long. It's so nice. Yeah, it does. Um, I don't know what was the what was the sexiest part for you.
1: Um, that's a great question because there were so many sexy parts for me. Like this book was just full of. This things is the problem were, like, really with like
0: good books that we both agree on. are great. It's yeah. hard to
1: talk about them. I was like, God, I'm so turned on right now. All of the sex scenes were so good. What was the best one? Yeah, I mean the consummation. It's
0: be like a weird dad one. No, right? God, so you're so fucking
1: me. mean. You, she didn't, we <laughs> don't even meet her dad until the end, and he's not sexy. No, he's a pugilist. A like. like- oh, oh my God!
0: Any excuse to use the word pugilist in romance novels, right? right. They all will the time. find any excuse. I love it. How are we gonna work it in here? He pugilist. Box- She's not like other girls. She likes sports. I do feel like this romance novel kind of did that sucky thing where it puts down other women in order to lift up the heroine. What other women were put down? I don't know. She was constantly like, I'm not like those other girls you've met. And He was like, she
1: sure wasn't. When did that happen, though?
0: Pretty regularly. Like, when he first meets her at the match and she's standing on the stool and she's cheering on the team, he's like, she's not like the other girls here who are just here to flirt and act bored or just come here on a date and then eventually tell the guys she doesn't. And he's like, oh my god, she likes boxing. I wish I had ever met a girl who liked boxing before. And then he's like, she's not like other women she fights for her
1: right like he's thinking those things but she'll correct him she'll be like have you asked other women whether or not they like boxing have you asked the other women why they're here today when does she say that she says it especially about the boxing thing but she says it in other times because he deliberately baits her where he's like all women are like flibberty gibbets and she's like yes of course all women and she calls him womanthrope when they first meet yeah and so like he's constantly trying to bait her in that particular way I thought he was
0: like saying that she was like a spinster or something And then she says, oh, because I have a paper and I can read, I'm a...
1: (laughs) Right. So I think she's careful to, like, avoid that. And, like, there are lots of different ways to be a suffragette. There are lots of different ways to be a woman who has an opinion. And I think there's that whole fucking amazing monologue that she has about the thimbles.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't serve to lift up women who are making the best of their situation in a different way. I think it does. She's pretty much just talking about herself, I felt. why. We've read that very differently. Let me find it. <laughs> God, these episodes are so boring whenever we both like them. Well, tell me about James DeLacy. He's the younger brother. hmm And he has done a lot to try and get rid of Edward so that he can have the title. And Edward has been broken in such a way that he's okay with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. James DeLacy's
1: like a bad person. Mm-hmm. Like a pat bad person. I thought the way in which he was bad, like particularly going after um, the Shaughnessy brothers, also free, and the fact that he like not only wants to harm her and like humiliate her, but he also actually wants her dead, made him a really good bad character. And there's that whole thing that Edward has about like bad people tell themselves lies about being. Oh a good yeah, person. Edward had
0: that really great moment where he was like the best way to get bad people to continue being bad is to help them believe that they're still good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was fucking brilliant. (coughs) That was really brilliant, yeah. Yeah. Yep, another good part we both agree on. Cool. You're so mean. No, I'm like trying to like, I don't know. Like, it's great. I hate the cover.
1: The cover is not great.
0: James DeLacy is a very bad person. Mm-hmm. TM, you know, like he's just a bad person and here's, his complexity is not borne out
1: for me. Here's what I will say. So James DeLacy stops her permit and is going to throw her in jail and there's this like mm-hmm. whiff of death moment where she's like going to get raped in jail. And I thought so, she was just going to get tortured. Well, or like assaulted is the thing and like you know, her whole trauma from the women's lockup is her awful assaulting, gynecological. Well, Why
0: doesn't Edward consider that torture enough? He's like, I don't know. I don't want to put a black stain on her. Yeah
1: now and it's like, it sure sounds has like it. she already was tortured for sure that yeah that's a blind moment for him but, but like, she
0: also asks him to torture someone else which I don't think
1: yeah so then there's like a question of like what is torture there
0: yeah a little bit inconsistent
1: sure but like that moment and then he like rescues her from the jail well, and there's that like whole the thing I like book so much I know but like the thing that I didn't like is that they like retreat to Kent they're gonna get over this thing that he's lied to her about who he is mm-hmm. he's just taking up the vicant, vicontis. Vic- is
0: that how you say it vicomt they said they said Vicomte mm-hmm. in England. Mm-hmm. And she would be a Vicantess. Like say, Pana chocolat instead yeah. of just saying chocolate croissant.
1: Right. It's like you guys sound like idiots either way. <laughs> right. And she's a viscountess, So he lies to her about that and then suddenly she's like thrust into the nobility in a way that she's super uncomfortable with which super sucks for her. And they're in Kent in the house that James DeLacy has recently vacated and he comes back asking for his allowance and he's like let's make nice. And I was like we still have 10% of the book left. He's gonna do something terrible especially when when all of the servants were gone, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? And then he didn't do anything. Yeah. I was like, oh, that was a wasted whiff of death. The whiff of death, I think,
0: is not even in this book. Yeah. Hey, Courtney Milan, sprinkle a little stank on it next
1: time. <laughs> That's all Isabel wants. That's all Isabel wants. She wants a good old whiff of death. Somebody better be drowning in a river. Is or that like, death? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I like it. I do. I really, really do. And there wasn't enough of it for me in this, especially when it felt like there was going to be. Like I felt like it's like that moment when somebody like really great is up to bat He's hitting fourth and it's, like, the bottom of the ninth and he's going to, like, tie it up or whatever. And then, like, he just fucking chokes it. I'm like, the servants aren't there. Like, light something else on fire. Yeah, like, we know you're capable of murder. Like, fucking do something. This guy like, just took your v blah, blah.
0: Yeah, if you're going to be, like, a total one-note Johnny.
1: Yeah, fucking one-note it.
0: Like, that one note better be, like, a high
1: murder A. Yeah. What's a high musical note for murder? A high F. <laughs> it's like a high fuck.
0: Just be like a high F.
1: Yeah, come on, come about, on. You haven't gotten to curse enough this episode. It's true. I love to say tits and fuck. <laughs> two things I love. You sure do. I sure do. Were you surprised that Free was a virgin?
0: Yeah, I was kind of bummed by that. Me too. I did like that she was like,
1: I've considered taking lovers. <laughs> I love the way that they like talk around sex too. Also, can we talk? There's an entire chapter of letters. Romance writers, people who listen to us, there are not enough epistolary segues in romance novels. I- oh
0: my God, it was very good. I love it. Yet another thing we agree on. <laughs> <laughs> there were letters in this oh, book, I love and it love
1: was great. letters. Love letters. I love love letters.
0: Have you read President Nixon's love letters? No, it sounds really boring and terrible. They're actually beautiful and deeply moving. Are they? Yeah, like James Joyce's love
1: letters are like horny little pervy things. Dylan Thomas's love letters are like very angry, but also sad.
0: Yeah, Nixon's letters are tender Whoa. and thoughtful Whoa. and full of longing oh and beauty really
1: yeah that makes me feel weird
0: yeah doesn't it
1: yeah i don't know what to do with this information <laughs> thank you Google, look at that question mark
0: look, get off that internet and look
1: up nixon's love letters Next time you're looking for a way and to spice like, things he, up in the bedroom. He was like very
0: self-conscious because the woman who would become Mrs. Nixon, they lived in California mm-hmm. and he always felt like super ugly
1: there he as he would, frankly, anywhere. anywhere. He's kind of like a California raisin.
0: Yeah. And he just like, uh, I don't know. They're very beautiful letters.
1: Yeah, love letters. It's like, it's such a good tool. I'm surprised that we don't encounter it more in romance novels. I think it's like really nice to unite the lovers.
0: Yes. I also liked that we also experienced his rough drafts.
1: Yeah. And then he's like crossing them out. And he's like, I did this thing. I thought about it deeply. And then I just came to the conclusion that you're going to do your own thing. And I love you. Yeah. I loved that. One of the other things that I found surprising and delighting, yeah, Baron Lowry and Patrick Shaughnessy. Uh-huh. So Patrick Shaughnessy is Stephen Shaughnessy's older brother. He yeah. goes... Edward's best friend. Right. From childhood. Uh-huh. And he shows up in the stable muse and is like, hey, Patrick, I am here to save your brother slash I've fallen in love with this woman named Free Marshall who runs a newspaper. And Patrick is like, I fucking know she runs that newspaper. And like the scene in his little cabin and he like Patrick is cooking sausages or whatever, yeah. which is super sweet. And then the Baron walks in. Uh-huh. And I was like, Ooh, Baron, what are you doing down here? And then there's this like awkward beat, and then Edward leaves and the Baron chases him down and is like, If you hurt Patrick. I thought they were just friends. No, they're they're deaf lovers. (laughs) They're super deep banging. Those are just good pals. A baron doesn't come down to see his stable master after dark and like ask him about his cooked sausages. He's not a stable boy. He's the stable master. (laughs) If you know what I mean. I do now. I'm glad. I loved that. I thought it was so sweet and the baron loved him so much and Patrick was so understated. I just imagine them as like. Here, I know it's late, mm -hmm. but like
0: I've got to try to spice this up. Okay. Do it. What are you going to spice it up How hard do you think it would be to acquire a leather glove? Right now? We could Amazon now it. Because uh, there's a part in this book where it describes, like, he doesn't take them off, Mm -hmm. the one off, Mm -hmm. during the first sex scene. Mm -hmm. And Courtney Milan very vividly describes Mm -hmm. the leather glove on the nipple. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it's hot. What was the weirdest part for you? That's a great question. No, what was the
0: sexiest part? You never answered that question. I think
1: it's that first scene. That first, the consummation of their marriage scene.
0: Oh, that's like the only sex scene. Like, we get love scenes, but that's the only sex scene we get. Yeah, totally. Great. (laughs) This is good radio.
1: It was really good. That kind of Lingus was amazing. I love it when she's like, Is this bare enough for you? And she takes off her chemise. And then he's like, zinc with her legs. And he's like, This is bare enough. And I'm like, Yeah.
0: It also describes the sensation of going down on a woman. Mm-hmm. I also love the which way. Which I haven't read in a book most of the time. Like, Being sex the scenes the are perspective. from the male perspective, mm-hmm. but they don't talk about what that's like mm-hmm. in a like, sensation way. Yeah, it was fascinating. Yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah. So I think we're 12 <laughs> for 12 on things we both liked in this book. All right, Morgan, what was your weirdest part?
0: You haven't asked me the sexiest part.
1: What was your sexiest part? Well, we meet her dad. That is your... I'm- <laughs> You're such a dick.
0: <laughs> I mean...
1: But- uh- <laughs> love meeting her mom.
0: Her mom was so angry. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was like a real mom reaction. I loved it. Um, sexiest part, sexiest part after the garden scene mm-hmm. when he walks away mm-hmm. you know, and she's like, like you'll be back yeah and then he gets the
1: first letter yeah that was great that was probably yeah that was really good I love that they call each other out uh-huh. which is like you'll be back or he's like you're gonna do this I loved that yeah they
0: understood each other really All well right, weirdest
1: part for you um, The weirdest part for me was that he didn't tell her his plan. Like, he loved her. He trusted her. He honored her. He yeah. believed in her dreams. And he's like, I can't tell her that I'm going to take my seat in the House of Lords because she won't love me anymore. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I 100% am here for the motivation. I just don't actually believe he wouldn't tell her. So yeah. like that felt incongruous to me.
0: Yeah. I feel like the bad guy was a little flat without being like... Yeah, full on. Ursula the Sea Witch. I mean, which I think if you're going to have like a two dimensional villain, it should be like Ursula the Sea Witch. Ursula the Sea Witch. The other thing I will say, I think it's pretty weird that some people would say that Lisa Claypas or T- Tessa Dare are better writers than Courtney Milan because Courtney Milan is greater than symbol Tessa Dare plus Lisa Claypas put together.
1: Whoa! Whoa, 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 whoa. Shots fired, Morgan. Blam, blam. That's blam, blam. fired. I'm not going to disagree with you on this particular novel because I loved every fucking beat of its heart. But okay, I, I'll confess this to you. This is my third Courtney Milan. This uh-huh. is the only one I've liked. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: It's my first one, and it's enough for me to say that it's the
1: <laughs> best one that has ever existed. <laughs> I didn't want to read Courtney Milan again. Ever. Uh-huh. Because I didn't like her other two books and so can much. I say the title? I was like,
0: you're just pandering to me
1: <laughs> and then I like and then as soon as the hero showed up I was like she
0: is just pandering
1: to me also the fact that it started in 1877 I'm like this is really- prematurely
0: graying
1: yeah he's prematurely graying I love that but 1877 is so early for suffragettes it's like leagues and leagues ahead of where they're going to be and like the fact that they acknowledge that in this book and that she's like laying the groundwork in this very particular way I was just yeah. like I
0: honestly feel like in the same way that I feel like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel mm-hmm. was basically written by a focus group full of Morgans. I feel like this this romance novel is almost too on the nose. It's so
1: good. Yeah, I mean like I can't disagree with you. It's better than and here's the thing, like I will always love A Week to Be Wicked and I think I might I'll probably return to it more than I return to a Suffragette scandal cuz I think this only had two really good sex scenes and I think A Week to Be Wicked had like four or five. But like Edward and Free are so good. And like the revelation of the other secondary characters is so good. Their motivations are so good. Their conversations are so good. Can you describe
0: Free though? Or was she just pure projection screen for the type of reader who's going to buy a book called Suffragette Scandal?
1: Free has a half-brother named Oliver Mm -hmm. and a pugilist father Uh and a mom who loves her. Great. These are fun facts. Oh, do you want me to, like, describe her hair? It's auburn.
0: Uh, No, but I mean, like, like, I know that, like, Free is determined Mm -hmm. and Free is progressive.
1: Mm -hmm. Ambitious.
0: But, like, she doesn't, like, I feel like I could talk about Edward. Mm -hmm.
1: All the live long day.
0: Like, I talk about people I actually know. I think that's whereas like I think free I would get like four words in and then just be talking about the version of myself I wanna be.
1: I think that's one of the things about this novel that I find so fascinating and is that Edward we- likes her and her and Edward live in the same universe. <laughs> but we stay so religiously in Edward's perspective. Like we don't get Free's perspective in the novel until chapter four.
0: That's super true, yeah. We
1: are heavily, I think it might even be like two-thirds his perspective to one-third I her. think this might be the Edward show. And I think it I is the Edward like, show. I,
0: I frankly feel like Courtney Milan very deftly created a progressive woman's projector screen. Like she gave us just enough about our heroine that we could be like, me too.
1: Yeah, but and like that's what makes Edward so flushed out and like yeah. something that you can really sink your teeth into. <laughs> (laughs) he's like he likes
0: that version of (sighs)
1: you yeah i that's really smart i and like the fact that we are so religiously in his perspective for so much of the time almost all of the letters are from his perspective like he makes all of the major decisions to be with her to keep her safe Mm -hmm. like it's him 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 yeah and i like him
0: i like him so much i love him And you want to think that he would like you the same
1: way he likes free. Yeah, because we are free, right? And like he makes
0: all the right assumptions. Like yeah. whenever she's at the rowing match, he's not like obviously she's got the hots for him. He's like, oh, she like knows him. Me mm-hmm. too. We could be friends. Like he makes all the right assumptions. He
1: likes all the right things about her, and he doesn't want to trample on her dreams. That thing at the end when he's like working the forge. Oh my gosh! When they so listeners, if you have not read this book, there is. No- Amazing. Quit
0: recommending
1: really good books for us, by the way, because you get really boring episodes. No, like this. Here's, here's the thing, listeners. There's there's an incredible monologue that I need you to find for yourself about emptying <coughs> the Thames with a thimble. Emptying and, the taint with a thimble th- is what you almost said. It's true, you almost I said the word taint. Taint, 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 taint. Um, I'm doing the tames. But I can't say panties or moist. You just did. Don't act like that. (laughs) We fucking know who you are. Um, and she has this thing where he's like, You're, you know, bailing water in a history that will forget you. And she's like, You only see the water, you only see the thimbles. And what I see is the thing that you'll do with the water. And it's like this amazing monologue. It's so beautiful, it's so symbolic. And then at the end, they're at the stupid estate in Kent, and he takes these hundreds of thimbles and he turns them into a garden for her. And I was just like, Fucking Christ. A bouquet of roses. Yeah. And bluebells. Yeah. I, I wish was them- Anyone,
0: I wish anyone remembered anything I said.
1: With that kind of clarity and clarity like material ability yeah. and like delivered on it. Oh, preach. That's literally what I want.
0: <sighs> well, it was just a real good book with <laughs> real good things that happened in it. Thank you for recommending this really good book that Isabel and I could both equally enjoy and uh, not argue about. And also we are going to bring on a few friends of yeah. the podcast to share their thoughts. Our friend Kim, who is a lifelong romance fan, has also, I'm sad to say, recommended a book. Isabeau and I will both love and agree on
1: everything (laughs) about it. She's also recommended a book that Morgan and Isabeau hate. So six in one, half dozen in the other.
0: Yeah. She did recommend one we hated. Yeah.
1: Do we want to... Do we want to tell people what it is?
0: Oh, we are going to do a recap of this book, aren't we?
1: Shots fired. Yeah. Listeners, we're we're just going to tease you with that. We're not going to tell you what it is. (laughs) Suffice it to say, we have controversial opinions. Beloved
0: by most and disliked by the two people at this table. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming for you. That's it. That's it. That's all we're saying. Also, you're going to have your... Nigel and Maroof are going to be on the show. Nigel and Maroof are going to be on the show talking about their experience with romance.
1: Yeah, we got a lot of really, really great stuff coming up. So keep listening. Keep subscribing. Keep telling your mom. Keep telling your sisters. Keep repping. You know, that's exactly what this podcast needs. Keep
0: keep telling your, you know, your
1: coworkers, your boss, sentient beings, Mm -hmm.
0: pets, if they subscribe people standing in line in front of you in a coffee Trader shop. Joe's.
1: Definitely tell the people at Trader Joe's. Definitely tell the people at Have Trader Joe's. Have I told
0: Joe's. you about the time I saw a woman in line in front of me at the coffee shop and she had a copy of Goblet of Fire? No. Harry Potter book four. And I was really excited to see it because I love Goblet of Fire. It's a great one. I think it might be my favorite one. It's the one where the parents come back. And uh, I leaned forward and I was like, is this your first time? You're so creepy, dude. Apropos of nothing, she was like, what? And I was like, <laughs> (laughs) Nothing! (laughs) Instead of just being like, is it the first time you've read Goblet of Fire? I was like, nothing! (laughs)
1: Goodbye! It's literally my experience on the CTA listening to romance novels when they crack me up and I start laughing at nothing and then somebody will be like what? And I'm like nothing, nothing and I crawl I into myself. I tell I'm
0: more conspicuous on CTA when I get to a sex scene on a romance novel if I like keep reading it but I like make this weird clenched face <laughs> like I don't want people to know I'm feeling anything or if I like very slowly put away my phone and then just stare straight ahead for the
1: duration of the ride. Like I feel like either way they know what I'm, what's everyone going on. Everyone knows. Everyone's psychic on the CTA which is what they don't tell you tell when you. you get on. Yeah. And like my red face and my uncomfortable pull into myself like a fucking hermit crab makes it immediately available that I am clearly listening to someone stimulate someone else's clitoris.
0: One time I cried on CTA and everyone <laughs> treated me like I was invisible and purposefully tried to ignore me so I'm just going to have to train my body to weep every time I read a sex scene so people will leave me alone.
1: I don't know if Brandon will like that.
0: I said read a sex scene. What if he does like it? (laughs) We just don't know yet. Are you ever scared that like something's going to happen on accident? And then you're like, oh, no, this Wait, is what's been missing uh, in my sex life. Yeah. Like someone just like drops some corn nuts or something. And I then don't... you're like, that's it for me. And you're like, oh, shit, forever. This is the
1: rest of my life. Someone's going to have to drop corn nuts on me. You know, what's funny about reading romance like in this kind of volume. How
0: are you going to relate this? <laughs> watch me
1: <laughs> reading romance in this kind of volume like actually takes that fear away it kind of makes me excited to find out what the fuck freaky thing is going to like light up all of the pinballs in my brain and the way that we talk about pleasure being political like as we complete this project everyone pushes me further into this idea that like freaky is fun and like i i can't wait to discover what my yums are that other people are gonna yuck and i'm gonna get to like bully them about is this
0: about the reverse birthing the penis you're so
1: mean is that what this is about that scene is like sexy and i'm not gonna let you ruin it for me (laughs) (laughs) okay he's being so gentle (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like just reading this much sex is just like, I'm like, what is it that's going to like, is it like fish eggs or worms? I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited. We have not read that freaky of fiction. I don't no, think. I think we should really. I mean, Priest got kind of. Breeze got kind of weird. Yeah. We can investigate further. Listeners, if you have any freaky stuff.
0: Yeah, let's actually reach out on our Twitter. Oh, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Womance Pod. You can also follow us on Instagram. We are at Womance. We are womance.tumblr.com. We've got a Facebook page. All the best stuff. Um, but tell us like we should ask people on Twitter, like, what's the really freaky book? That turned you on. Not yeah. that like turned you
1: off. I don't want to read not about book Laughed about. Yeah.
0: Maybe someone's really into boogers and that was mean of you.
1: (laughs) I'm always mean. I never get to be the mean one. I don't
0: know what that means.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks for listening. This has been a real uh, pleasure.
0: Yeah, this was actually a nice one. Mm -hmm. Thanks for recommending this
1: very good book.
0: Yeah, we loved it. Are you going to read more Courtney Blonde after this? Yeah, I've,
1: you know, reframed my opinion. Here we
0: go. All right. Uh, As ever, loosen your stays.
1: But never your principles. Mwah.
0: Hey folks, it's Morgan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Womance. Our logo is by Mary Reichman and our original music and editing is by Nick Gravelin. They're the best. Feeling woeful about waiting a whole week for more Womance? Well, chin up, Buttercup. You can creep or connect with us anytime on Twitter. We're at woe underscore mance or Instagram, woe mance, all one word. You can also find us on Tumblr at woe If you prefer to be more direct, why not send us an email? We're woe mail at gmail.com. Can't wait to hear from you. And don't forget to tune in next week.